Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, January 4th, 5.50 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. Sorry, getting started just a little bit late this morning. March corn futures down two and a half at 668. March soybeans up 11 and a half at 1503 and three quarters. March Chicago wheat down nine and a half at 766. March Kansas City wheat down nine and three quarters at 859 and a half. March spring wheat down four and three quarters at 914 and a half. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Ratings and reviews are welcome. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, subscribe, like, comment. All of that stuff will help YouTube to help me to grow this channel. Appreciate it as always. If you'd like some additional information from me, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Charts, graphics, weather information, all of my grain marketing recommendations. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. Yesterday, I did a mailbag video, and the mailbag videos are my favorite videos to do. I have questions that come in uh, from subscribers every single day, and I try to answer them in these mailbag videos. This is like real-world grain marketing type stuff, real-world questions uh, about grain marketing. Uh, one of the questions that was part of this, uh, my grain buyer called and said I should set bases. How do you feel about that? Um, kind of went in depth on that and a few other questions. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up today, 50 bucks a month, cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. U.S. wheat shipments or inspections were absolutely terrible last week. USDA reports that only 3.1 million bushels of U.S. wheat were inspected for export in the week ending December 29th. That was the worst weekly print since November, but the second worst since 2014. So absolutely just bottom of the barrel stuff in regard to wheat shipments. Corn uh, corn shipments, excuse me, not good either. Down on the week, down 12% versus the same period last year. So we have some demand problems here when it comes to wheat and corn. Uh, when you look at corn, I don't really have anything nice to say about demand. Um, Export sales and shipments are both bad. Uh, the pace of shipments is running 27% behind last year. Sales are down 47% versus the same period last year. A lot of the problems in the export market have to do with a lack of Chinese buying versus last year. You look at ethanol production, we had a bad weekly print last week. Uh, margins are declining. Uh, when it comes to feed demand, that's a little bit more difficult to gauge. Uh, we'll kind of get a reading on that on January 12th when USDA puts that grain stocks report out. But uh, not a whole lot of, of good things to say about demand for uh, corn or wheat at least. Some groups have reduced their Brazilian crop production estimates. Well-followed private group Stonex pegged the Brazilian soybean crop at 153.8 million metric tons. Their previous estimate was 155. That's still a monster crop, and that's still above USDA's uh, most recent estimate, which was 152. The previous record was 139.5 from two years ago. I think that the, the reason for the reduced production has to do with southern Brazil and the drought there. I didn't see the Stonex report, but if I had to guess, I'd say the reason for uh, reduced estimates probably has to do with um, dryness in the southern part of the country. Uh, they also reduced their corn production estimate. Uh, Stonex is at 128.7, down from 130.3 previously. USDA is at 126. So these are still, even though we've got some reductions here from Stonex, these are still uh, monster crops. 
Argentina is going to be dry over the next seven days, while Brazil will be mostly wet. You can see on my map here, you've got a stark contrast from Brazil to Argentina. Most of your corn and soybean growing areas in Brazil are going to be wet, barring these far southern areas. And then Argentina dry, just some sparse rain here over the next seven days. When you look at temperatures, you've got a similar contrast. Brazil is going to be uh, cooler than normal on average, you know, five degrees below normal, maybe more than that in some areas. And Argentina is going to be well above normal in terms of temperatures. So they did see some rain in Argentina over the weekend. Maybe that was part of the reason the soybean market was off a little bit or off sharply yesterday. But um, the weather forecast moving forward for Argentina uh, really does not look very good. China's COVID problems continue. A doctor at one of Shanghai's top hospitals estimates that at least 70% of the city's 25 million residents have contracted the virus. Funeral homes are at capacity. They're unable to deal with the rising death toll. In regard to the economy, they had some poor economic data out over the weekend. China's manufacturing activity shrank for a fifth consecutive month in December. The index was a little bit better than expectations, but still indicates a continued economic decline. The Communist Party attempting to rally its citizens in, in the uh, state-run media outlet today. People's Daily uh, said this, China and the Chinese people will surely win the final victory against the epidemic. Uh, that sounds nice, but they've got major, major problems. And this may have something to do with the sell-off in the soybean market, may have something to do with the sell-off in the crude oil market. So your nearby Feb 23 WTI crude contract fit, uh, peaked rather at 81.50 yesterday. It finished the day at 76.93. So you saw a sharp intraday sell-off in crude oil yesterday. It's down again this morning. I think you've got, again, concern regarding the Chinese economy, a potential global recession. Uh, I think a lot of people expect Chinese the China's uh, reopening to ultimately result in better oil demand, but the short-term headlines and the short-term stuff is is bad news. Reuters reporting this morning that Saudi Arabia may further cut the price of oil sent to Asia next month. Also in energy news, uh, natural gas prices totally fell out of bed yesterday, down 11% on Tuesday amid a warmer forecast for the United States. On a continuation basis, natural gas futures posted their lowest trade since uh, February of 2022 yesterday. The Fed will release minutes from its December meeting today. In the December uh, 13th and 14th meeting, Fed officials published projections indicating that inflation at the end of the year would be higher than previous projections at the end of 2023. This led to some speculation that the Fed fund rate would need to rise above 5% sometime this year. The current effective Fed fund rate is 4.375. So I think that um, uh, the markets are are very much still watching the Fed and their action. They don't do a January meeting. They'll do one in February. I believe the next interest rate announcement is February 1st. Uh, they're still sticking to this 2% inflation target, and they are dead set on achieving that uh, one way or the other. The cattle market was lower yesterday. Uh, cash cattle was 157 in the South last week, but not enough to really establish a trend. In the outside markets, uh, U.S. dollars a little bit lower. Stocks marginally higher. The S&P is up 17. The Dow Jones up 110. Bonds are up, which means rates are down. Gold's up 20 bucks, crude oil down $1.91 in the March WTI 7521. Everybody have a great day today. Talk to you guys on Thursday.